All right, let's go behind the curtain at the sportsbook. I won. I won. I won. I won. Yeah, I won. I won. All the years I've waited for this. Years. I've been coming up here. I never won. Never won once. And now, I won. Set with Jason Scott. Here we go. Joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Jason Scott. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their very best in the bedroom. Just go to GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. That is GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Jason, good morning to you. And how did you fare yesterday at the books? What was your biggest winner and which, which result didn't really work out for you? Yeah, good morning and happy new year. Just before we go into that, I just heard you, I overheard your last conversation about futures. Uh, it's probably a good time for me to have a quick, quickly mention to people who are new to sports betting. Futures are the greatest money maker in the world for, for, for sports books. Uh, really, the amount of margins have in in uh, season futures where you've got thirty two teams or thirty teams in a league uh, compared to where you have two games is absolutely enormous. And really, you've got to be really smart to win on futures. If you're trying to make the most use of your money, stay away from those markets. Uh, anyway, I'll get sacked for telling people all our secrets, but that's what's done. Uh, in terms of yesterday, uh, in terms of yesterday, the the big result for oh, the the worst result for us by a long way was the Packers. Uh, no, I still no one believes in the Vikings, and they were right not to believe in the Vikings. Uh, we saw money both money line and spread. For the for the for the for the Packers, the second worst was was the Giants. Uh, there, was, there was a plethora of money there too. Uh, the good results for us were the were the Raiders getting the game to overtime. That was that was enormous, and the Browns beating the Commanders. Jason, in terms of this game tonight, uh, Bills and Bengals, I mean, this is one of the best Monday night football games that we'll probably see this year. What are the books hoping for the outcome to look like in this game? Yeah, it's really interesting. I think this will be our biggest handle of the year. I, I think it's clearly the best primetime game. Uh, you know, bank holiday today, people are off, people will be betting. We start with the bowl games early in the day to keep people interested in this. Um, so I think in terms of handle, this will be enormous. Right now, this has been a market that's been locked in, and it's something I've barely seen. That the market's barely moved since it opened on Monday morning. Uh, sorry, it was Sunday night, eight days ago now. Uh, minus one and forty-nine and a half, and it's pretty much hasn't moved. Right now, we've got a need for the Bengals, a small need, uh, and I think I think it will be that. I don't think we will have. A huge liability here. I think we'll see a lot of two-way action on this game. I think, I think there's reasons to back both teams, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. We're talking with Jason Scott, the vice president of trading for BetMGM, in charge of setting the lines and prices at the book. Jason, you know, it, we, we talk about in the NBA, it's, it's difficult to bet from day to day because of injuries, and that's just sort of part of it. But in the NFL then you get sort of very tricky this time of year because some teams are in the playoffs, some teams are out, some teams might want to rest their starters, some teams may not, depending on the coach and the player. 
So how do you set these lines when there are so many question marks going in in the NFL, which is generally not the case, you know, mid-season, but now every year about this time, it gets pretty tenuous. Yeah, look, this is scary. Um, well, I hate this week because really we don't know. <laughs> the thing is, like, players can get names and they might only play for half of the first quarter anyway. This is not that different preseason. I mean, some of the games this week, the the Giants 13-point dogs against the Eagles, the Tampa six, uh, seven, seven and a half, I think they are, versus the Falcons. Uh, the Chargers, for memory, uh, yeah, the Chargers only three-point favourites against the Broncos. There's another one as well. Let me just quickly go through them that I noticed. Uh, we're making assumptions that who's going to play and who's not. What was the other game? Boom, 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 boom. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Uh, so, so there's four games there where those spreads are completely upside down, and assumptions have been made by the market that certain guys won't play. We'll probably be right in one or two games. There's others will be wrong. So all we can do is be vigilant, wait for the money to start coming in to try and move before it's up. Oh, sorry, the, the Vikings only one and a half favourites against the Bears would be the other one that, you know, in normal circumstances would be a lot different. So this is a, it's a really interesting uh, time for these games where teams are locked into their positions in the playoff and aren't going to move. That's that's interesting to hear, and it kind of reminds me of a little bit of I mean what Jeng said with the NBA kind of being so volatile and, and up and down with players in and out of the lineups each game. How do you guys try and mitigate loss when these lineups for the NBA you're having last minute players rest or injuries? That's just been so hard for me as a better to figure out. But I, I'm interested as on the books side, what's that like? Look, we hate it. There's more swearing and bad language in my trading room about the NBA than every, than every other league in the world put together. It, it is just <laughs> mind-blowing. What we do know is we have about six customers who seem to be in front of it every day, regardless of the teams. So we're waiting for those guys to bet and we move the markets. We use them to move the lines. Uh, and that, that's really all we can do. Somehow these guys seem to get the information 60, 90 seconds, 120 seconds before everyone else. Uh, they bet we move. So it's really quite intriguing how it happens. Jason, I think we just lost uh, Jenks there, so I'll continue with you. Going back to the NFL, early in the season versus late in the season, how the books kind of adjust and, and grow as the season goes on. Have you guys profited more early on based on the public kind of not knowing what these teams are going to look like or later in the season once they do know what these teams look like? Yeah, I think I think, I think it would be um, uh, disingenuous for me to say that NFL season has been anything other than fantastic for the sports book this year. We've had more variance <laughs> in results than we've ever seen before. Uh, where, we're actually, where, the, where it gets easier as you get further into the season is the player props because you've got more data points. You start to understand uh, how, how, how certain teams are playing. You understand the relative strength of defences that they're playing against. So we, we certainly see an improvement in those numbers in terms of profitability as the season goes. This year, this year we've sort of, I think we had two pretty tough Sundays, but the other, the other fifteen have gone our way. So um, started really well. We had a couple of tough weeks towards the middle and the end of the season, but. Um, the thing about the NFL, it's such a small sample space. You know, 
17 games isn't very many. You know, in baseball or basketball, after 17 games, we to try to work out who's who in the zoo and the relative merits of each team. NFL, at 17 games, it's over. So, um, yeah, there's a little bit of randomness there and variance, but it's been really, the books have done well this year. We're talking with Jason Scott, the vice president of trading for BetMGM. Jason, was TCU covering and winning outright a good result for you? And do you have, what's a good result as far as futures in in, in college football? Yeah, yeah, TCU was, was good for us. Uh, a little bit of part of that is obviously sports betting is not national. And Michigan is close to the biggest state uh, in terms of bet MGM's market share and in terms of where money comes from. It's probably second uh, biggest state. So there, we saw a lot of the parochial Michigan money. So that was huge. Futures, we're in a good spot. TCU, we win something small. Uh, Georgia's a seven-figure winner for us. Georgia have been favourite all year and people have been betting around them trying to find someone to beat them. Um, so we were, we were very happy to see them go through. I think looking forward... The 13 and a half head start, the Cinderella story. I think we'll see a lot of money for Moneyline for TCU. And it wouldn't, I think, I suspect in the book, we're going to want Georgia to win the game, but not cover, would be my guess is where we'll land. Interesting. Uh, what Any best bets for you going forward today? Yeah, I think what I've observed is that in these primetime games, Josh Allen really somewhat changes his pattern and runs a lot more. Uh, on the back of that, we're going to bet James Cook under 26 and a half rushing yards with Sigurdary and Allen. I think we'll take most of the load and there won't be much left for Josh for, for Cook. He is the vice president of trading for BetMGM. He joins us each and every Monday here on the show with his insight. It is our friend Jason Scott. Jason, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much.